Hi, I'm Paul Hours, the Media Relations Director for the Florida Atlantic University College of Business. Today I'm speaking with Sophia Johan, an Associate Professor in the Finance Department. After working in the financial markets, she earned her PhD in Law and Economics from Tilburg University in the Netherlands. She specializes in legal and ethical issues in financial markets, entrepreneurial finance, and regulation of financial markets around the world. Our discussion today focuses on the threat of inflation. For more information on the finance department, visit business.fau.edu slash finance D-E-P-T. Sophia, great to have you today. Can you define inflation in layman's terms? Well, thanks for having me first. Um, I can actually. I mean, I think it's a hot topic of interest uh, these last few months. Inflation is essentially when prices go up, right? The prices for goods that you want or the prices for goods that you need um, have gone up. And, and, and uh, you know, what that means to a consumer or people like us would be just there's less that you can buy. So the value of goods have reduced because prices have gone up. It's as simple as that. That is inflation. Uh, the more convoluted issue is what causes inflation, is it higher demand that causes inflation or is it the restriction in supply of goods that causes inflation? You know, so inflation is a fairly simple concept. Prices go up for things that you, you're used to buying and it just seems un, uh, unusual or unnecessary since not your, your expenditure hasn't necessarily changed. But think about it this way. So as a kid or when we were children, remember, you could go to a movie with $10 in your pocket, and you'd be great, right? You'd have a fun time. You'd have a fun evening. Today, I can't imagine going to a movie with less than $50 in your pocket. So that that is inflation. Why is inflation such a persistent threat now? Well, to be clear, it's inflation is necessary in the economy. So moderate inflation is good. Unruly inflation or inflation that you cannot control is bad as I said before, because you don't necessarily know what's causing it. So from our perspective as consumers, inflation is bad because we're now getting fewer things for the same amount of money, or we have to pay more for what we used to buy. And especially if you are not necessarily earning more, um, your income hasn't gone up, your investments haven't gone up, then you feel it. So that's why it feels bad. But from a different perspective, if you were, let's say, a company producing goods, Inflation or the demand for your products or the prices of your products going up is actually a good thing because that requires you to make more investments and for you to produce things that are increasing in price. So if more people want the products, if you're able to charge more, you're going to be able to produce these things or want to. For example, Starbucks, if a cup of coffee remained at 20 cents a cup since you know the 19, I don't know, 70s, um, would there be a Starbucks? No, because there's really no point. If you a haircut cost you a dollar at Barber as it used to, and as in you know my father's day, would there be more hairdressers or would there be schools teaching hairdressing salon? No, there wouldn't be. So moderate inflation is good because that means higher prices, more companies want to produce goods, you hire more people, there's employment. So that's it's called a virtuous cycle. So that's what you want. Now, the problem with inflation today is that it's it's actually increasing more than you want it to be. The governments control it at about 2% per year. You want a 2% increase. 
That's why you have, for example, your income has inflation based. There, there's there's in, inflation tagging. Your bonds are priced with inflation to, to account for inflation. So you 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 will have a, a, an annual pay rise. You will pay for bonds on an annual basis. You you'll get a bond coupon that increases on an annual basis. So inflation is built into the perception of value of goods. But because of what's happening with COVID. We don't know. Is there a huge demand? Because for a year, we didn't buy anything other than Uber Eats, right? So other than toilet paper and a lot of Uber Eats, we didn't go out. We didn't spend money. So the question now is, is it inflation based on where we were in 2020 in March that seems to be significantly higher? Or is it just a glitch in the system or the glitch in the cycle? Because now everybody wants to spend up, spend the money that they hadn't spent before. Or if you recall over the year when we were sitting at home watching TV, you know, there was the Suez little traffic jam that clogged up hundreds of thousands of ships. There was the fiasco with the the cold weather in Texas. Um, there is the increase in oil prices. So all of this results in lower supply of goods. So this is where we are having a problem understanding is inflation. Yes, it is unusually high, not planned, not the planned 2%. But is it because of COVID that we, these are unprecedented times? We've never had this sort of issue where we had no demand and then suddenly everybody's running to go out and spend money. And yet at the same time, because of COVID, we've had governments throwing money at the people to save the economy. So it's a confluence of all these factors that it's, is it just a glitch or is it something we have to worry about? What are some cures for rising inflation? If you're looking at it from the demand side, so if you're looking at it for, if you are looking at products that you need to buy, and remember, inflation is measured based on consumer price index. So it's measured upon a basket of goods that we have to buy, food, education, medicine. Uh, we have to buy these goods. So when prices go up, it's not like we can necessarily stop buying food. We might buy different types of food, more generic brands. We might, we might, we might spend less. That's one way to do one way to sort of moderate inflation. Another thing you think about is supply. So firms might be able to increase output so that, you know, there are more goods out there. So, for example, if there's a huge demand for things that are related to the summer holidays, then maybe they could increase output on that. For a consumer, for people like us, think about putting off what you need to spend or what you want to spend to a later time, or if you are going to buy anything, buy locally. Make sure that the that the extra profit margins, the extra price proceeds actually goes to the local producer, goes to a, a store in your neighborhood, goes to a local restaurant that will then invest in more employment in the area. That's one way, that's one way I think that we can sort of moderate inflation. So there are things that you as a consumer can do to moderate inflation. And there are things that you have to understand that are being done by the governments and the central banks all around the world to moderate inflation. One way that inflation is controlled or moderated since time immemorial is both fiscal and monetary. So you've got the governments who are going to reduce tax rates so or increase tax rates. So if they, for example, they reduce tax rates for firms, and the idea being that the firms are then incentivized to invest in their companies to create productivity, to increase productivity. So you buy fixed cost, the capital cost, you buy more machinery to create more goods. And, you know, that's one way to do it. And uh, or 
for, for example, the governments have been giving out stimulus payments so that we can spend money on products that are necessary, food, rent, medical bills and whatnot. That's one way to do it. That's a fiscal policy. The monetary policy would be would be related to the interest rates. So, for example, the, you know, the governments generally tend to reduce interest rates or increase interest rates to stop demand. If you're paying more for your mortgage, you're going to be spending less at the restaurants. If you're paying less for your mortgage, then you are going to buy bigger houses, create productivity. But the problem here is that there's little wiggle room. We, we've already had a lot of stimulus payments and we have to wait and see whether that's going to help inflation. But again, the problem is with everyone staying at home, the ones who were able to benefit from this were the ones who already had a huge savings, right? So the people who are able to sit at home and order from Uber Eats and and still enjoy their 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 Netflix and whatnot, are the ones who had a stable income. So to be honest, it, it's a gong show out there. Nobody knows what's happening. It's it's a, there's there's so many variables coming in, and it's never happened before. Usually, when we have inflation. Uh, inflation after recession, it is a financial recession. That means nobody's able to spend money, but they want to buy. Remember, we shut down, the whole world shut down. Nobody could spend money. So it's, it's, it is a unique situation that is fascinating from, a, from an academic perspective. From a consumer perspective, there are many people who are suffered or are still suffering greatly. And, and so we don't want to make light of it. That's why everyone's very careful about how we do this, right? So the governments have done as much, all the governments around the world. And then remember, this isn't just, if, if we have, if the feds and the government do this here, where, where do our products come from? China, India, Germany. So the Suez Canal may have seemed like a joke. The Suez Canal traffic jam seemed like a joke until, unless you're waiting for those things on those ships. You know, the, the, the tariffs may, may, you know, may have seemed, oh, it's a good thing because China deserved you know, to have tariffs implemented because they are producing a lot of our goods. The problem is when it comes to onshore, we are now paying more for that. We've been paying more for that. So it's 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 hard to say what is right and what is wrong. They're just they're always continuously trying to find a balance. But we have very little little wiggle room. I mean, how much lower can interest rates go unless it's negative, which is not great. And you know, for for stimulating the economy. There's, there's a lot of cash out there, but we, what we need to know, what is it being spent on? One way to, I suppose, not necessarily moderate inflation is to take advantage of it. Make investments in the companies that benefit the most from inflation, right? That can actually profit from these increase in prices and not necessarily have to put in much to continuously profit. Then you could make investments in those companies and Bob's your uncle. There's your inflation. That's your inflation hedge. Thank you very much for joining us today, Sophia. Thank you for having me. What's happening at FAU Business is part of the FAU College of Business podcast network. Learn more at business.fau.edu/podcasts.